0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be Your Own News podcast. It's Katie Skinner. I'm back. Um, a lot has changed. A lot has changed. For the intuitive types, maybe you can hear it in my voice. Um, I feel incredibly different. And I'm also dedicated, highly dedicated to moving forward with all of my content, just being more me. I feel like I've had a lot of waves crash over me and just refresh every every fiber of my being from my cellular body to my aura to my voice to my heart to my gut to my just my brain everything it just feels like everything that exists has been refreshed with this new version of me when in reality the new version is the old version of me and what i mean by that is i was leaning into a direction that wasn't really me Um, with my content with my teaching with my podcast with the direction that my career was going in i will fully acknowledge that um i have just released a lot of fear of of my personal self not being enough and when we do that we tend to lean into being a version of ourselves that is not is not ourselves does that make sense okay let me try and say this again um I was becoming somebody who I wasn't because I thought that that's what I needed to do in order to be successful. And I wasn't doing it consciously. Um, we almost never do, but I found myself comparing myself a lot on social media to other people or finding mentors and coaches in this space that weren't really doing what I wanted to do in the way I wanted to do it, but I didn't believe that the way that I wanted to do it would be successful enough. So I just went against my gut feeling. I Pushed down a lot of anxiety that like things that just didn't feel right, but I really really wanted to be successful. I mean, like I have a mortgage to pay and I have a baby to feed, and I have a life that I want to live, and I just kind of fell back into this trap I didn't really fall into the trap, but I found myself leaning definitely into a direction of playing small and not trusting myself, which is the whole point of this podcast. Be your own muse it's been a lesson that I've been slapped in the face over and over and over again. That sometimes when we got, want to go new places that we've never been, bringing the things that we cherish with us, like our confidence, our personality, our family, our values, our personality, all, like the things that make us feel excited and the things that like light us up. When we're going somewhere new that we've never been and we want to bring the things that we absolutely cherish and we hold our boundaries and we push forward. Sometimes nobody else has done that before us. And therefore we need to be our own biggest inspiration. We can't be looking over at what everyone else is doing. We need to move forward in our own way and doing something that we don't know what other people have done. And I think that's like the creative revolution that our society needs that everybody needs to wake up, look within themselves and ask themselves what lights me up today rather than what's my neighbor doing? What's that influencer on social media doing? What's my big sister doing? What's my coach doing? What's my shaman doing? What's my little sister doing? What's my mom doing? What does that guy say and it's so easy it's so subconscious. sometimes I feel like a broken record like a cliche for saying this over and over again. but for me, the biggest 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 challenge has been stepping into my own rather than looking for the template because personally, in my story I'm a sibling of I have six older siblings I think I've shared that before um and i moved a lot i moved a lot as a kid and i have just a lot of trauma surrounding the idea of not knowing what's going on um i grew up in colombia and i didn't speak spanish for a really long time and the way that i spoke spanish was by watching other people watching what they would say reading their lips like kind of intuitively feeling out the situation and a lot of people have told me like that's really smart and you're so smart and yeah i survived always being the new kid because my family moved so much and always getting new jobs like that that chaos that that pattern of always being new repeated because I've always get a new job I would always be quitting I mean I can also say that I was always quitting jobs and getting new jobs because I was looking for the thing that felt right also because I'm a manifesting generator and that's just what I get to do I get to I get to pivot all I want um but we don't realize that unconsciously we're repeating these patterns of of, of of you know never being enough and always looking for that next guru that next teacher the next person who's going to teach us the secret to life when in reality the secret to life is finding your own divine guidance your own internal compass your own muse right like um i think the first time i I don't remember where i heard be your own muse i didn't make it up but i i received it um during a meditation a few years ago um when I knew that I wanted to do something new. I wanted to do something big. I wanted to build a business. I wanted to build a business that made enough money. So that I could go and do the things that I really wanted to do. And I could give back. Like hire employees and pay them a salary with benefits. I want to give somebody out there their dream job. I want to um, start a non-profit. I want to build a product based business. I want to invest in other businesses. Like there's someone out there who has a great idea. And I could just throw some of my money at them. Uh, or rather do the research and whatnot and, you know, make sure that they're doing things ethically and and, like this business is going to help other people. And maybe I can't join their business, but maybe I can invest and I want to start my own coffee shop. I want to start my own yoga studio. There's all these things that I want to do. So I wanted to build a business that could get me there and could catapult me forward. I knew I wanted to have children. I wanted to buy a house. I wanted to own a vacation home or multiple vacation homes. I wanted to heal my trauma from my, from, growing up i wanted to forgive my family members i wanted to forgive all the people who wronged me how can i do that when there's when like i literally used to be that girl that would text all my friends being like what do i wear to this party blue or red pink or black like white or black you you know what i mean like i couldn't do anything without asking for someone else for advice or permission and now i'm finding myself constantly in this completely different state of what should i do oh my gosh especially as a ceo of a company i hire contractors a lot. I hire influencers, I hire writers, I hire editors, I hire designers um, for myself or for clients. And I'm finding myself consistently at this crossroads of like, what do I do? Which way do I go? And the answer is like, whatever decision you want to make, first of all, how does it feel? That's important. Not like, what does your sister say? What's your sister going to text you back saying? How does it feel to you? And if you make that decision, can you commit with it? Or can you pivot and fix it? So, like, let's say you say, "Should I hire this person or not?" Um, and you hire that person, and it turns out it turns it turns out pretty bad. Like, you you know, this person doesn't show up. They you know they don't they don't do their work, and you are like, "Oh my God, I should have hired the other person." Can you deal with the consequences of that? So, in a personal example that I'm dealing with right now. Um, without even getting into the episode, I mean, we're still pretty early. Um, Currently, recently, due to some personal affairs and my former employment, um, an employer I used to have, uh, Evan and I are currently in the process, well, we're in the process of hiring a lawyer. We hired a law firm and we had a lot of different options laid out before us. So which law firm do we hire? Do we even pursue legal action or do we just walk away or do we talk to the press or do we um, write them a letter saying, you know, we're gonna pursue legal action if you don't fix this right now? all that kind of stuff. There's so many different options. And I remember thinking, oh my God, what's the right one? Which one do I do? Do you sue your former employer? And I might be able to get into reasons on why I was suing, why I am suing them um, in another episode. But I think right now, I think it's best that I don't share those details openly because it's still pending. Um, but Evan and I were like, man, what do we do? And we asked our family members and just like kind of opened up the conversation with other people we knew. And everyone was like, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, you could do it or not and there's consequences if you do and you could waste money if you do or you could you know get a settlement back from for damages if you if you do but maybe you could oh my god it was just so much back and forth and it was so confusing and so frustrating but i really just had to tap in and be like can you live with the consequences if you do do you feel safe doing so or not doing so what does your internal guidance system say and sometimes a decision is not does not give you the result that you hoped it would and can you live with yourself that is being a ceo can you live with yourself if the decision that you make does not lead to the result that you hoped it would that is one of the biggest shifts that i've made is that sometimes things don't pan out and can you forgive yourself for that can you pivot and move forward so that's been like what's going on in my brain lately um that's another huge thing with like having a baby and parenting and running a business. And I don't know anybody super intimately who runs the business that I do. Like everybody that I know who are entrepreneurs, like do things a little bit differently. And I keep catching myself like, well, how does this friend do it? Or how does that mentor do it? Or how does that influencer do it? And um, what keeps consistently happening is that I'm like, well, this is not their business. If I make a decision based off of what they would do, that I have to live with the consequences, meaning it's a business that's not mine, the systems that they that I've I've integrated are not mine. The people I've hired are not my employees or my contractors or whatever. And I have to deal with the consequences of that. Like I have to be the one who makes the decision and lives with it. So why would I delegate that up to somebody else? I think being the CEO of your life, being a parent, being a business owner, being a what have you, um, you know, being the CEO of your own brain, your own energy, your own life, your own emotions... You have to make decisions and can you live with the consequences of those decisions? And if something goes the way you want it to and it's amazing and you make more money, you make a new friend, you overcome trauma, you have a baby, you move into a new house, you get to reap the benefits of that. So it's just like a, a game of, of which way do you go? And that's why a lot of people talk about decision fatigue is because sometimes making decisions... It's really really, really exhausting, and it's scary, and some people just do not have the nervous system to to do that to navigate that they just they shut down, and if that's you, if you are the if you are the big shutter downer, just know that that is absolutely I absolutely hear you, I absolutely resonate with you because that used to be me big time, and sometimes it still is. I have to consciously like like whack myself in the head and be like, Come on, Katie, wake up, make the decision.' it's not that, I don't want to say it's not that big of a deal because sometimes it is a big deal. Sometimes you're spending, you're making investments. Sometimes you're choosing which house you're going to move in. Sometimes you're going to choose like where your baby is born or like, like the older I get and the more in alignment that I am with the lifestyle that I want to live, being somewhere that I want to be doing this work, the more it does matter because that's what I wanted, right? That's the trade-off is, going from a life that is ultimately not yours. You're living for other people. You're living for your parents. You're living for your boss. You're living for your friends. It's easy because you don't really have that many decisions. I mean, you're suffering on the, you know, there's there's suffering on the bottom edge. Like the foundation is broken and there's, there's suffering there at the end of the day. And I ultimately think it's definitely worth it to make those decisions and go after your dreams and do the things that you want to do. But that means that you know, you 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 bump against failure. You bump up against vulnerability. You bump up against being cringy and and shocking people, and it hurts more because it's closer to the heart. Whereas if you if you try something that you don't really care about, like let's say I went right now and I went to go get a job at a um I don't know something that I don't really want to do. Like I really don't want to work at Starbucks again. But let's say like I'm like okay, I gotta, I'm gonna go work at Starbucks because I don't really care if I fail at that. But if I fail at what I'm doing currently, which is like my heart and soul, that's like, there's a lot of emotion there that's like kind of embarrassing. That's like kind of stressful. And that's where you, that's how you manage this lifestyle is with the emotions. It's an emotional game. It's not because I decided that I wanted to start a business. I became rich overnight and now suddenly I'm like charmed and living a dream life. No, in fact, in many ways, my life has gotten a lot harder, but I- because, because of the heart in it, not because necessarily that sitting down at a computer all day what, with what I do is harder than sitting down at a computer all day with what I used to do at my office job that I didn't like. Like technically it's not harder. In many ways it's in fact easier because I'm much more passionate about this and I get to kind of like make my own schedule and do what I want. But it's closer to the heart. Meaning if I got fired from my nine to five job in an office that I didn't like back when I lived in D.C., I would just feel like really embarrassed. I would just feel like, oh well, oops. <laughs> but right now, if like when a when and this does happen, when a client tells me that they're not happy with the work that I gave them, that is just so much closer to me emotionally. It feels like I, Katie Skinner, am a big fat failure. And that's the work, is that you just have to work with those emotions and let things be let but let, let there be two things simultaneously. You can have anxiety and fear of losing your, your you know losing your business losing the things that you care about the most and pride and joy and and great gratitude that you know you're on the right path and you know that you're doing the right thing and that's just been a huge lesson for me l- lately is the gratitude and the the simultaneousness I think anybody who's ever had a therapist, this thing my therapist used to say is like, how can you invite that fear and that anxiety and that disappointment and that shame, which we all have a lot of. I know I carry a lot of that with me. How can you invite that in along with other things that are the excitement for when the things that you want manifest or the joy for your current reality? Um, And I think parenting, honestly, has taught me that a lot is that two things can be true at once. You can be so exhausted but also feel super alive you can be so sad (laughs) and so emotional and also so joyous and just like it can be super complicated as well as just super super simple and then I realized with parenting that's like exactly the same it is with any other creation in your life the creation of your business the creation of your career path the creation of your family life the creation of your home life because we don't just live in houses and apartments right we live in homes and we establish systems and we establish um flow and we 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 get closer and closer and more and more intimate and closer to the emotions of the things that we want. I think that's the path to a very, very fulfilling life is getting closer and closer to the emotions of the thing and realizing that everything around you, your baby, your business, your money, your house, your front yard, your backyard, your dogs, your boyfriend, your clothes, you know, your sense of style are all just different emotions that are, that, that are, um, created in you. Um, and getting closer to those and being, um, being accepting of those rather than getting angry at the tangible thing itself um, or getting frustrated that the tangible reality doesn't look like how you want it to, but rather it's just a bunch of things around you that elicit different emotions. And some days the emotions are up and high vibe and amazing. And sometimes the emotions are down and they're frustrating and riding that wave, I think is really what this podcast episode is about. So... Whew, we haven't even really gotten into it but really what i wanted to say about this episode is that if you've ever 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 been in this place where you're like ugh nothing's happening ugh like um so it's so boring i haven't done anything yet and you're like shaming yourself like i did basically my entire pregnancy i just didn't want to do anything i mean in retrospect i did some things i recorded some podcast episodes i did some work but it was not my like usual i wasn't my usual energetic self um I definitely spent, like, I want to say 75% of my energy on creating my baby and going to doctor's appointments and really grounding into what the heck was going on around me. Um, like, going to a doctor's appointment for the first time, going to taking to uh, childbirth classes, talking to our doula, um, that was new. And, you know, learning new things definitely takes up energy in the brain. So how much energy is that left for work? Like not a lot, and I didn't really want to be doing a lot, and I just kept shaming myself and being like, ugh, nothing in my life is happening, and I just got tired of answering the same questions about my baby over and over and over again. Are you having a boy or a girl? And when do they do? And is this your first? And and what are you gonna do about that? And where's he gonna be born? And they're all polite, and there's nothing wrong with them, but it's just like I just got tired, and you know, if you've ever been pregnant, you're emotional, and that same goes for like the the void that you're in. Is like the pregnancy is like the void, like. You've manifested something. You put down an intention. You know that it's on its way, but you don't see anything like in your reality. You don't hold, you're not holding a baby. All you can do is prepare and, you know, get the toys and get the diapers and people can be excited for you and you can talk about it or you can not talk about it. You can prepare. You can. But then the reality is that you can only take it one day at a time. And that's what's so beautiful and frustrating about it. Um, so if you're ever in a position where you're like, "Ugh, nothing's happening for me and it's so slow. I just want to say get ready, my friend, because things are about to blow up for you. All that you can really do in this stage of your life, like let's say that you are you know that you're past hustling to make things happen, because that's not always how it works. You can't like go out and make your baby come faster. Like you really can't. And if you did, it wouldn't be safe. It wouldn't be for the greatest of all involved. It wouldn't be for the best of the health of your baby. Um. So what can you really do? do except just prepare and make yourself comfortable i think those are two like prepare of course but also make yourself comfortable don't push it don't hurt yourself and realize that what you're doing is you're creating an entire lifestyle shift i think for most of you if you're if you're looking to make your own quantum leap in your life if you're looking for that thing that will create a domino effect for everything else in your life think about what you're really asking for a lot of people say, I want more money. And then they get more specific and they say, I want to be so rich that I don't have to worry about money ever again. Or I want to, you know, have a new career. I want to be in that career. I'm not I'm not um, satisfied in this career. I want to be in that career. I want to, man, the list goes on and on and on. A lot of people are also asking, I want to um, be, like, I don't want anything to trigger me anymore. I don't want to be emotionally traumatized anymore. And and you're like, oh my God, why isn't it happening yet? Really, all that you can do in this space right now where you are is get ready and. And be prepared and think, 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 think about what you're really asking for here. So, what would your life look like if that was all given to you? And you can't anticipate everything and be anxious about every little thing and, and, you know, prepare for every disaster. But think about what that really, like, what would it really look like for you to be the wealthiest version of yourself? What would that look like? And have you, Have you considered the new problems that you will have? Because you certainly will have new problems. And there is, this bears reminding you, there is no such thing as a life with zero problems. Um, As I mentioned earlier, even if you're like the CEO of a business that you made, you're still constantly making decisions and dealing with the consequences of the decisions that you made last year while still making new decisions. And you're reaping the benefits of things that you did, you know, last year. And you're also still holding out and waiting for hope of like, you're still waiting to to reap the benefits of the decisions that you made previously, if that makes sense. So currently, for example, all of my money is made in exchange for my time. I... You know, I do service-based business. So somebody pays me and I work for them. And one thing that I'm working so hard on to hopefully someday reap the benefits of is um, passive income. I want to make more passive income. And I have a lot of things in the works. I've put so much work into courses and and like um, affiliate links and blogs and YouTube. And it's just like still not enough for it to really generate that passive income that I'm looking for. But sometimes I'm like, ugh, but I worked so hard. I'm doing so much. But yeah, but you haven't really painted the full picture yet. You haven't let the baby fully, j- d- d- you know, gestate and it can't walk yet. You know, it's still a baby that you're holding in your belly for lack of a better metaphor. So in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about this quantum jump that I've had after months and months and months of feeling like nothing's happening. And I just felt like every I, just felt like I was going crazy. Like there was just so much, uh, I was just so repetitive. And I just was like, it was just all these decisions were being made. Like Evan and I were talking about be- buying a house while I was pregnant. And I was also still working on my business, but I didn't really feel like working on my business. So I was in this like stagnant place of like, ugh, I'm pregnant and it's, sucks sometimes of course it's beautiful but it also sucks and we're thinking about buying a house but i'm like anxious about spending the money and i'm like because of course it's like a huge decision you're putting down a lot of money um and i was just doubting myself at every turn so the year 2021 was just like so ugh, like a lot of waiting and no like no glamour in that year for me at all it was all just like making these big decisions about our baby Um, making big decisions to move, making big decisions to save money, like putting off going on trips because we're saving money, putting off going out to eat, putting off all these things because we want to save money. And, and I wasn't reaping the benefits of any of that stuff. So if that's you, I just want you to know, hang on because it's coming. And this is what it looks like for me. So in March I had my baby And that was a huge emotional release for me. And I kind of thought after he was like two months old, I thought that the wave, the emotional wave was over. Nope. It is actually just getting started. Um, Evan and Emily and I, and Emily, if you don't know, is my husband's sister. Um, She's amazing. The three of us like brought our money together, brought our brains together and bought a house together, which I think is an amazing idea. And if you ever want to own property and you're like resisting the idea of like buying one with your sibling or your best friend or something like that. I think be open to that idea because that's a lesson that I had to learn um because, like I said, sometimes you want to do something and no one else you know has done that before. but Evan and I decided that it would be a great use of our our money and our um brain power to buy a bigger house with somebody else who we love um and so we all live in a house together, um which is a great idea, but it meant that. We didn't just like go the you know starter home route with the husband and wife and baby. We sh- shared it with another person, and that means more paperwork, more brain power. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it was very, very um, satisfying. I think it really, really it got us a very good home. Whereas I think if it was just Evan and I, we probably would have had to get a smaller home. And also Emily is very handy and very into art and DIY and painting. So this house is just going to be even better. And she invites her friends over. And that just means that there's like more fun and joy in the house and like more good energy. And I love that. So that happened. Um, And then my business started to grow. I remember I took on a big client when when August was two weeks old. And man, it was a lot and it was growing. And I also found myself healing a lot of emotional triggers at this time because that's a lot. Growing business, new baby, new house. Also, for those of you who might know, I got COVID and had to get unexpected emergency surgery in like the same two weeks. Um, So it was a lot. And also summer was starting and so everyone was like posting their vacation pictures and it was just like triggering me big time because I felt like while I was in the hospital, not getting to eat for like five days because I was going to get gallbladder surgery, um, only eating ice chips, I just felt like I was being deprived, you know, I was like, oh my god, I don't get to have a fun summer, I'm being deprived. Um, everyone else is having their hot girl summer and having fun again, all these emotional triggers and anytime an emotional trigger pops up. So for example, with what I just said, everyone else is out there having fun and I'm here by myself. I always ask myself like, huh, when was the earliest memory of, of that feeling? And for me, I go back to my childhood when I feel left out all the time because I'm I'm the new girl all the time and I don't have any friends and everyone's like always getting together on the weekends and like always partying and having birthday parties and I don't know anybody so I don't really get invited to things and that and then I just envision myself like inviting younger me to come hang out at my hospital bed with me and like sit on the foot of my bed and like play video games and I will tell her that she's amazing and I'll tell her that she's great and I'll tell her all the cool trips we'll take when we get older um, and I will, you know, in my head, I'm imagining myself like booking a flight on my phone and we're going to go somewhere cool. And we're going to go like, look at fish at the beach, um, because she loves that. Um, so yeah. Um, and it was just, it's just a huge emotional time for anyone who thinks that this is glamorous and sexy and that I I think the point of this podcast is for me to combat all of the quote unquote what they call champagne shots that you see on Instagram where people are like I'm fully healed and my bank account is full and I'm on a cruise ship with all of my friends and that's it I don't know but like even if you know in your mind like that's cliche nobody's life actually is that perfect the powerful thing about Instagram and pictures and emotions that they elicit is that they, those go straight to your subconscious mind because they're so powerful, whereas the conscious mind might have a hard time battling it. So even if you're saying logically, oh, yeah, you know, nobody's life is actually that perfect, your subconscious mind has already had a bunch of sh- fear and shame and not enoughness like festering down in there because of the strong emotional response that that elicited. Um, So my podcast here is just to give you the the real real and to kind of combat that and hopefully invoke some emotion in you um, to to work against any fear or shame or what's coming up for you right now. Okay, so here's a super tangible example of something that happened to me recently that was a product of the quantum jump that I'm talking about. Um, All of these things that I'm mentioning, new house, new baby, new business, like it, it, it always has a ripple effect on everything else. Suddenly, you start changing the way you dress, and suddenly you realize you're super stressed, and you need to integrate new um, self care practices. So I've been going to yoga, and of course, it's a catalyst for healing. And I talked on my TikTok last week of how, how I keep crying during yoga class because it's like such a release for me, and all these emotions are coming up. And um, rather than getting triggered and you know never even bothering trying again. Love the emotions and and be with them. And I actually have a podcast interview later this week with somebody called um, The Pleasure of Crying. And it just talks about, we're going to talk about, we haven't recorded it yet, but we're going to talk about uh, just how to love that that tender moment of yourself where you're crying. And I was someone who I didn't feel like I was shown a lot of of compassion when I was a kid and I was crying. So I always just make sure to give it to myself. So something that happened to me recently, just this past weekend, in fact, um, is that I was having, um, a lot is happening this summer. It's just been like nonstop. Like I said, we got COVID, we moved, um, like, Oh my God, <laughs> there's always some project going on and Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, something is always going on. And then Evan has the bright idea to go drive up to Connecticut, which is about a nine hour drive from Richmond, Virginia to visit his family our, you know his, our family for the weekend. And I resisted it big time because I was like, oh my God, the baby, and we can't be in a car with him for that long. And we're gonna drive all that way up to stay for one day. And ugh, like it just sounds so frustrating. And I was just having a really hard time getting behind that. But I knew that the version of me that had the life that I wanted to live would be close with family and um, could easily travel, easily travel with a baby. That's just like a huge value of mine instead of being like, oh, I have a baby. That means I can't go anywhere. Um, The version of me that, that I'm looking to become is like, really values family, even with a growing business. It um, is not afraid to travel with a baby. Like you lean into the triggers and the fears and you go for it. And like I said, make the decision, commit to it. And if something happens, then you own the consequences of that. So for example... If you're on an airplane with your baby and the baby cries, instead of like shutting down and like disappearing when your baby, like mentally disappearing when your baby needs you, you own it and you be you are the parent. Um, when something goes wrong in your business, when a client is upset with you, when your boss like wants to talk about your performance and they're not happy, you own the mistakes that you made and you say, I am mentally present during this uncomfortable conversation and I am going to fix it. So something wild and freaky that happened this weekend while we were out. I was very present and I was owning my triggers. Oh my God, I was doing such a a good job. You would have been so proud of me. Um, One thing that kept happening is I kept having anxiety about the house. Um, This is the first time that everyone who lives in this house was out of town at the same time. And there was no dogs because they were being watched by Evan's mom. So this house the first time was empty. I was so anxious about that that I like triple checked the windows. I like closed the blinds. I locked my car. I like brought my plants inside so that nobody would steal them, which was like weird. I was just really anxious about the house because here we are, we just bought a house. It's. F- I love the house. I love how it's coming along inside. And like, it would just be so sad if somebody, you know, stole it or vandalized it or something um and we live on a pretty busy street and so like that's just new and, and these are just my emotions that are coming up they don't have to be logical they're just they were just coming up so i like i said i triple checked everything and then we were gone over the weekend and oh my god we had such a fabulous time of course i had my emotions but we had a really good time we got to relax at the pool with evan's um cousins and their kids and his aunt and uncle and i really just felt like for the first time all summer i was able to let go and relax But at the same time, like I said, some things exist in duality. There's, like, simultaneous emotions. Um, I kept having this anxiety, for lack of a better term, that I was worried about the house. And I thought about calling Evan's mom and asking her to come by and check on the house and see if everything was okay. (sighs) (laughs) But I was like, no, no, no. You're just trying to self-sabotage. You're being paranoid. You're, you know, you're doing a lot here. Um... But it kept happening and then I I let it go. Um, And then today, so today's Monday, we all arrived. Uh, Evan and I were on our way back from Connecticut to Richmond and Evan's sister, who was in Massachusetts separately, for separate reasons, um, arrives and she sends me a photo. (laughs) Sends me a photo that I left my keys in the front door. All weekend. Like, you know, I don't know if you've ever done that before. I used to do it all the time when I lived in D.C. And nothing bad ever happened. Like, it was never detrimental. But I left my keys in the front door a lot of times. And my neighbor would just, like, knock on the door and be like, hey, you left your keys. And I'd be like, oops, okay, whatever. And then I'd fix it. Except our house is big. It's on a very busy street. A street that's very heavily foot tra- tra- foot Trafficked. Trafficked. And my car key was attached to it because we just used Evan's keys and Evan's car the whole weekend. And oh my God, just that shame and that fear that I wanted to throw up. And oh my God, like it's just, it was really, really freaky. She goes inside and she says that nothing looks wrong. Nothing, all the valuables are still here. Nothing looks ransacked, you know, nothing to be afraid of. It's fine. But like even though like all these emotions started to come up that was like oh my god you should have never left your house you should have never you're doing too much you know you you need to you need to shut down I just had extreme thoughts which we know are not always rational I had these thoughts of like you shouldn't travel you're a mom what are you doing traveling or um you know you're taking on too much for your business and you should take some things off and Honestly, here's the thing. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes we are doing too much for no reason. But right now, I was actually I just actually got a reading about this um, last weekend. I went to see an intuitive reader and she confirmed something that I knew deep down um, that I am doing a lot right now, but it is, it is exactly what is needed. I am doing a lot right now and I need to grow to meet the demand rather than shrinking away again. Because I've done that before. It's like, oh, there's a lot of demand. There's a lot of client demand. There's a lot of family demand and there's a lot of demand for myself and my self-care and sometimes i've been too scared and i'll shrink away but right now leo season that's the time for me to stand up rise up and claim and i felt like this little incident with the keys was just a way for me to it was like a little test or a little trial or a little training period or whatever you want to say like Is this fear going to say, oh my God, I'm never going to leave my house again? Or was it an opportunity to lean in and say, you know what? I really love and value my house. I'm going to take extra care of it. I'm going to double, triple check, but only so that I develop confidence knowing that I am the type of person who pays attention to detail. It's not that I need to be neurotic about every little thing. It's that I need to have this deeper trust in myself knowing that I am the type of person who double checks my keys before I leave. That's kind of how I've built my business before because I do have a lot of anxiety and a lot of ADHD and I get distracted easily and I get overwhelmed easily. But what I've just started to tell myself is a different story is that I trust myself because I do... I, I, pay, I trust myself to pay attention to certain details. I trust myself that I won't overwork myself so that I start making little mistakes. Or if somebody asks me like, oh, Katie, how, did you... Um, double check that thing. And I'm like, yes, I did, because I know that I'm the type of person who checks that detail every single time. And so the point of me telling that story with the keys was to say that I did consider like all day, I had that anxiety in the pit of my stomach that was like, girl, just give up. Like, you know, you don't need the money that bad. Like you could just, you know. Not work, which in reality, like I do have huge financial goals because I have a baby and I want him to live a great life. I have a mortgage. I have people who count on me. I have clients who need those epic transformations and who need that work, that like juicy marketing work for their businesses. And I'm not going to shrink, not because of my fear. And fortunately, nobody got hurt. Nothing was missing. And even if it was, it's just stuff. But What the biggest challenge here is, is to sit with those emotions. So I want you to know if you're looking for that quantum leap, you're looking for, you know, you want to wake up in a new Bugatti. You want things to change overnight. First of all, they probably already are. First of all, there's probably so much simmering up to the top of you from the surface that you don't even realize it. You will reap the benefits of all the projects that you have been putting out there. Someday, so long as you are taking action and trusting yourself and not burning yourself out. That is something that I used to do is I think that you had to burn yourself out in order to, you know, be considered a good worker. That's something I'm still working on is allowing my projects to be more long like long term instead of these acute short bursts of energy if you're trying to build a legacy here you want your children's children to have a different life you want to have more of a cushion for your family you want to live in a beautiful house you want a good happy relationship you want a career that doesn't suck see it as more of a long term game Don't burn yourself out and manage the emotions as they come up. Not everything is a sign to give up. Not everything is a sign that you're not good enough. Not everything is a sign that you suck and you can't do this. Sometimes it's just a training period so that you get stronger, you get better, and you forgive yourself. You know what it feels like to forgive yourself. So I sat with anxiety in the pit of my stomach all day. I still ate my food normally. I still had a bar of chocolate. I still got some work done. Uh, you know, I didn't. I. I mean, fortunately, my my roommate, my sister-in-law, actually found the keys in the in the door in the door, and um, she wasn't. You know, she didn't beat my butt about it, which I feel like maybe somebody else would have. Someone else would have wanted me to feel really, really stupid and bad about it. And it was obviously me because of my pair of keys. Um, fortunately, she's she's nice like that, and I'm not gonna. You know, like I wanted to like jump off of a bridge when I saw that, but I'm not gonna hurt myself. I'm not gonna sabotage myself. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna just breathe in with those emotions and say, this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. Like this is literally the day of a CEO is making silly decisions and potentially potentially making a bad one. But we're leaning into it. And currently right now, another thing that I'm working on and forgiving myself for is like I mentioned with the law firm that Evan and I hired earlier, it turns out that was like not the move and we ended up losing quite a bit of money uh, but again, I'll probably talk about that a little bit later, seeing how that situation pans out. But this is what it looks like to live with yourself and receive money doing what you love to do and be with people who you love and live in your amazing house. And also forgive yourself for all these like little mistakes that you might keep making or or forgiving yourself for going down the the quote unquote wrong path just to correct and come back. This is what it looks like. This is what a quantum leap looks like. Um, I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you are currently manifesting something big that you know would change your life, this episode's for you. If you know s- someone else who really, really wants like a dramatic change in her lifestyle and could use a little inspiration, a little pick-me-up, this episode is for them. Um, don't forget to like, follow, share, subscribe. Um, I always check my DMs. I always respond to my DMs. Um, and I'm so grateful every time that you guys write into me. So thank you so much and I will see you on the next episode.